to Your Welcome Hollywood, a podcast where Ed, Tom, and Ruben create a brand new screenplay every episode. Some of the ideas are better than others. The alternate ending of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where Charlie dies. Yeah, but Grandpa Joe inherits everything. The great glass elevator goes through the ceiling and it just cuts inside and Charlie's been like sliced up by plate glass. And he's, But he's like, great for women though <laughs> he's lying on the ground his femoral artery is sliced open they're trying like wonka's trying desperately to tourniquet he's it. chewing taffy trying to like <laughs> patch it charlie's just like it's getting cold <laughs> help me mr wonka ladies and gentlemen welcome, welcome to your welcome, welcome hollywood, hollywood with ed and Ruben. Oh my God, there's one missing. I know. I gave room in case we needed to ADR Tom in. Yeah. Um, so Tom couldn't make it today, no. and we couldn't get a guest. So it's just the two of us. And I am drowning and moving. Yeah, you're moving uh, to a new a new apartment, and I'm not stressed at all. What has been the uh, what's the dumbest thing that you're not gonna throw away and move with? Every anime figure I have, <laughs> <laughs> which is between Aaron and I too many how be honest how many anime figurines do you think are in your house um oh i mean that are just owned by aaron and i yeah because the roommates <laughs> but, uh, where are there did you rent some uh well no i mean because we have roommates currently so they oh, also right. have figures um owned between just aaron and i on display probably like 20 that's a lot okay <laughs> that's that's quite a few well there was a thing where there's a long time where i was like you know what I'm not going to buy figures. It's a waste of money. It's a piece of plastic. I'm good. And they're pretty expensive. And they're pretty expensive for nice ones. Yeah. And then... It's got to uh, be a couple couple grand sunk into those 20. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, and then when Aaron and I started dating, like we would get each other Christmas and birthday gifts, and they were mm. frequently um, anime figures. <laughs> and it was just like, I sh- we shouldn't enable each other. And then we did. Right. Um, so now it's it, just... So you're like that couple in Breaking Bad that's just like doing meth and trying to break open an ATM. Yeah, except I'm snorting like an anime girl. <laughs> it's a bit like uh, Benito Flakes. <laughs> snorting Benito Flakes. <laughs> and just like looking online for... Looking at a Morgan Darkstalkers like figure. Oh man, Morgan's a good choice though. There's a good... I didn't buy it in Japan, but I might next time I go. There's a Morgan uh, nurse figure that is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a... But you know... They are pieces of plastic, but I think about it no different than buying like a print or a piece of art Mm -hmm. because it is a piece of art just in a different medium. Right. Someone sculpted it. Someone painted it. When you buy nice figures, there is like a lot of craftsmanship involved. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't feel so bad about buying art, but my art is trash pop art. This is the Ruben anime hour. This is me justifying (laughs) a purchase I regret. (laughs) No, I don't at all. I just sometimes I just look at them all in the night and. Wonder what it would be like if I could shrink down and go on adventures with them. If they came alive. Yeah, this is exactly what that Steve Carell movie is that just came out. <laughs> yes, it's the one where it's Steve Carell and a bunch of like titty figures <laughs> running around. Instead of his little recreations of people in his neighborhood and like World War II stuff, it's just like him and like Naruto. Yeah. And then uh, it turns out they're owned by one of those guys on Reddit who does gross things to anime figures. Oh, no. And you just see, like, this big wiener outline, like, shadowing over it. This is a question Erin actually ac- asked me. She's like, I don't get people masturbating onto figures. So, just like, for the audience, that is a thing that happens. <laughs> that is a thing. And I was like, I don't know either. I understand, like, seeing figures, same way you'd see any art, and just being like, oh, that's hot. That's horny. And then that being, like, the, the end extent. of your thought process. Yeah. So, I don't, but I don't, I just don't, I can't imagine being like, I'm going to, Drink off on of this. <laughs> Tom, see what happens when you're not here. This, these are the kinds of conversations that end up happening. It becomes incredibly insular. Yes. And unapproachable. So what we did do for today's episode is, you know, to do a, to do one of our screenplay episodes, like, you kind of need three people. You, it you just doesn't feel right with two of us. Welcome to Marwin. That's the movie. Sorry. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um you know, without Tom and without a guest, we were like, what are we going to do today? So what we decided to do was sort of open the mailbag a little bit. And we put out a call on uh, Facebook for any like questions people wanted answered either about the show or about ourselves or just anything really like a, a good old AMA. If yeah. You will. I almost feel like if we had thought ahead more, we should have just also live streamed this. It would have been good. Live streamed. We've just been live streamed on the internet. But we do have questions coming in from people. It's so. true. So I figured like 
we'll just go through and talk a little bit and uh, make jokey jokes, and that'll uh, that'll be your welcome Hollywood this week. Yeah, cool. Yeah, little little peek behind the curtain. Oh my God, we are about to draw back the big purple curtains mm. of our minds. Oh. Of our twisted senses of humor. Oh, we're just going to spread eagle our brains for you. We are going to gape <laughs> oh, our no. uh, psyches. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. It's going to, we're getting wide. That one made me a little uncomfortable. It made me more uncomfortable to say. <laughs> I'm going to eat some Arby's later. <laughs> and I'll think about that. <laughs> I haven't eaten, God, when was the last time I had Arby's? I don't know, but it's better than people think. It, I, I'm calling bullshit. No, it is. Just a little bit. But All I right. am the biggest trash eater in the group. What's so. the thing? What's the thing to get? Oh, I mean, okay, here's the thing. Don't don't go get in a roast, roast beef sandwich. No, awful. But their market fresh sandwich, if you want like fast food, but you don't want a burg or something greasy, like one of their market fresh sandwiches, mm. not bad. Their fries are some of the best in fast food. The curlies? Yeah. The curlies are pretty good. I'd put them after checkers. Mm. Oh. The checkers rally fry. The those are very fry. good. Oh, yeah. they're so good. Those, those are basically just like uh, fried in liquid delicious. I don't know what oh, it is. Just some sort do. of beautiful seasoning. Yeah. Oh, that beautiful saison. Oh, Saison. Saisonnet. Mm. Dijonnais. Also, I don't know if they still do, but they were the only fast food restaurant to carry Mountain Dew Code Red for quite a while. Mm. And it's this, the only Mountain you're Dew. You're really building a brand here, Ruben. <laughs> I am a trash boy, and I've never said otherwise. Oh, man. Mountain Dew Code Red takes me back to oh. arcades. It's the only good Mountain Dew flavor. Uh, I like traditional Dew. It's fine. I like it. It's got that citrus Pop. And that mountain energy. Oh, are you ready to go around the mountain bootlegging hooch running from the cops? It's me, Randy Savage for Mountain oh. Dew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so let's see. We got we got some uh, You want an all-night land party eating Debbie snack kicks? Get some balls. <laughs> Guarana infused. <laughs> it's in a, a blue bottle. <laughs> With like the weird grippy bumps on them. Well, that's so that all your gamer sweat doesn't uh, make you drop the glass. When you're done with the bottle, it's pleasurable for your butthole. <laughs> it's ribbed for your pleasure, brother. Ooh, brother. <laughs> I, you know what's so weird? People, this is one of those disambiguations. Randy Savage did not say brother all the time. No, it was Hulk Hogan. Hogan but yeah. for some reason, they put it in Randy's mouth all the time. Did he start saying brother later? I don't think so. Did it bleed into him? No. I, I mean, it's possible, but like, I don't recall him saying it the very much. The weird thing is that Hulk Hogan always says brother, but for some reason, Randy Savage actually says mother. <laughs> mother. <laughs> oh, let me tell you, mother. <laughs> it's just him asking for pizza rolls at home. <laughs> I've got friends coming over. Can you put the pizza rolls in? Mother? It's like the NWO is coming over. <laughs> and he needs to have some sweet Totinos ready. D-Generation X is coming over and I want to impress him. <laughs> I want him to let me in. <laughs> put in those Tostina pizza rolls. And Randy Savage's mom. <laughs> Thanks, mother. Uh, this is a good bit. <laughs> she would be Macho Ma'am Nancy oh, Savage. Oh, Macho Ma'am. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. And if she makes chips, nacho ma'am. Nacho ma'am. Nancy Savage. Yeah, but she's not cho ma'am. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so... Speaking of dumb voices, by the way, this first question. Oh, man. Uh, we got, got a question from uh, uh, Kaylin, Louise. Okay. Uh, that voice that you all go into sometimes, I've noticed it uh, in a lot of other bits and characters in other episodes, but the only example I can think of off the top of my head is Chad from President Dad. Where did that come from? Oh, that okay. That voice. I was. Uh, uh, that's this one. Hi, hi. We're having a great time. Cool guys. Well, that's great. Um, so it, it's actually. I want to use this to talk a little bit about like. Well, we'll get into it. that voice <laughs> about comedy. About comedy. <laughs> How serious uh, it is. Yeah, we're gonna really go in on some of the issues facing the. Comedy. Well, it sounds like a funny voice is much more. <laughs> it is, in fact, a commentary now um that voice we we just call we call him chad sometimes but really he tom started doing that voice uh as a character in an improv show named brooks butthurst the third yeah it was a scandal ski lodge season, yeah right? he was like a he was like a ski bro who taught skiing lessons and you know he's he was a very like my dad owns a dealership kind of yeah feeling and um when he started doing him for chad in president dad we just like fell in love with that voice and it's so much fun because it's like uh, it's a it's a surfer, but he has the cadence of Barack Obama. Yeah, yeah. If Barack was he always talks and short little bursts. If he was high all the time, oh, which he 
I mean, he did smoke weed. And if he was a surfer, well, he did live in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh my God, it's, it's Chad Obama. Obama. It's Barack Obama. It's really him in his in his time off since the presidency. He's guested on your walk of Hollywood. Yeah. Every time you hear him, that's actual special secret guest Barack Obama. <laughs> just uh, we get him in here on a Monday afternoon. Oh, he loves it, and he just uh, it, he, you know what he says is that it's a great stress reliever after a very stressful job. Yeah. Of just being cool, I guess. Being a nice guy. Yeah. Post presidency, you just yeah. kind of like build stuff in your name he's like i know that i made some unpopular military decisions but <laughs> it's hard hey the drones were a bad idea it's a quagmire <laughs> and i'm having trouble getting out damned if you do damned, damned if, if you, you don't. don't so i did <laughs> should have pushed through that supreme court nomination ah well you know <laughs> cut it on better but um i like um we've slowly been amassing this like stable of voices that i really like like i keep referring to to it as the ed tom and ruben verse which i think is a great phrase um yeah like (laughs) rolls off the tongue yeah johnny pendleton keeps jumping into things johnny's probably one of our first johnny's my favorite like he's this loud mouthed actor but like when he's in a movie he always knows he's in a movie like he's self-aware he doesn't understand i think he just doesn't he's an actor who doesn't understand what movies are yeah he thinks he's just always sort of staying in the in the background or has a bit part where he's just like i'm having a great time this is a fantastic place to be all this free food wow craft services you kidding me uh take a 15 oh boy (laughs) this is a union break They're legally required. Yeah, ain't no scab. <laughs> there's gonna be a line at the porta potty. Uh, I love Johnny Pendleton, but there's Johnny Pendleton. There's Chad. There's um. There's the horny voice. Like, no, no, hey, what's going on? It just just sounds like a small car revving. Well, and we've never used him in his full uh in his full makeup, but that was the voice of a character we came up with called Ken Fucking Stuff. <laughs> Ken Fucking Stuff, who uh, is uh like what? How did Tom describe him? A quiet monster. A quiet monster. Ken Fucking Stuff. Is uh, is this weird guy that shows up at everyone's parties and he asks to fuck things around your house? Yeah, he'd come up and be like, "Hey, um, hey, I like that. Uh, I like your couch. My yeah, my couch. Yeah, hey, I got it from IKEA. Hey, um, uh-huh. uh huh. Can I fuck it though? No, Ken, you can't fuck my couch. Why, why not? Because uh, it's I I sit there. Okay, and you're not you're not doing it right now though. No, I'm not. But I, I will later. And also, why would you fuck it's my? Not, ca- it's not going to take that long. Okay, <laughs> right, like he will, he will always ask to fuck your stuff, and then when you say no, he will like be confused and try to wiggle his way in still <laughs> and indignant a little bit. Yeah, just like, like he can't believe that you're turning him down. I've I've never seen you play that guitar before. <laughs> yeah, you're not. What is it like? Your dance? Yeah, it just sits there. You're not going to learn. It's more of a decoration. It's been years. It's, it's like uh, a New Year's resolution you gave up on. Yeah. And that voice also sort of uh, morphed into anytime we do like a, a a swarm of small animals, like the bugs in the apparatus and the yes. jellyfish in the house at the lake. Or no, um, Secret of the Lost Canoe. Yeah. Where it's there was get really small and tiny and then sits in the same part of the mouth. And it's, it's a good way to like uh, uh, have these like very active, weird characters without having to actually think about them as characters too much. Yeah. We just, and also for like when they're a mass, because you can easily just make that make it sound like there's a, a, a din or a hum of them all at once. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who else? I, there's like a couple more characters pumping around in the Ed Tom and Ruben verse, right? There's got to be. I mean, I'm sure there are. I would have to I would have to take a a gander 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 oh tom just texted me oh what oh. does tom say oh, too busy to be here but not too busy to text what did he text you um oh, he is just, it interesting he was just at all letting us know that there's questions still coming in on facebook and yep. like tom i have the computer right here <laughs> tom just thinks because Wait, he's not here to record but he's watching the facebook <laughs> post it's just just because me and ed doesn't mean we won't be responsible and just call him on the phone and put him on we will talk about anime figures for too long but but we'll that's still, that's on us we'll do our job tom uh so anyway yeah there's uh there's a bunch of people uh kicking around in the ed tom and ruben verse uh and we hope to just keep making more so that they can they can live their lives i think it's just one of those things where like we just we tend to just discover in the moment just a weird character that we fall in love with because they're so i feel like they often almost always exist outside of it's never like a main character ever no it's so it's no always it's always bit some bit character who comes in later and is just so much fun to fuck around with and i think that's part of it is because they're never narratively bound no so it's someone that we can just like play around with uh, and fuck with 
or it's something like you know uh like chad who came from a, a character that tom was doing before right mm-hmm. okay um well thanks kaylin for asking that particular question uh and i hope i answered it correctly look for your tote bag in the mail uh frequent collaborator bill west asks what should i name my next child uh first of all congratulations on your previous children bill we hope that you're having a good time with them yeah them being kids and all i mean yeah that's it's uh, the most beautiful part of time of your life i think when you get to a second child you can get a little like buck nasty on the name <laughs> get a little weird the first one's got to be you don't know if you're gonna have another one so you got to play it pretty yeah you got to be like let me let me find the perfect name for this one to really set them up for success later in life and that's a long process you don't want to repeat again yeah no number two is where you get to like do the fun one that like your spouse said no to for yeah. the first one and on this one they're kind of like ah okay we can we can have a Josephine. What was a uh, Ed? What what was is your name a family name? Is that where your father's name is is Eddie, right? Uh, well, we're both Edwards. Edwards, okay, yeah. And his dad was an Edward too. So you're the third. Ta- I, I think for uh, for those honorifics to make sense, it has to be same middle name as well. It has oh. to be all of your names are the same. Boo, because that's the only reason to put junior or third or whatever at the end is because they're functionally the same. Yeah, you could have been EJ and Junior. <laughs> Ew, EJ, EJ. I got an EJ down by the vape shop. <laughs> it immediately made me think about vaping as well, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's it's just how it is. An, like, an electronic joint. Yeah. So, uh, you know what, Bill? I say when you are looking for a uh, a name for a kid, let's go some let, go outside the box. Let's yeah. go with a name that no one else has. Put some numbers in there. Yeah. Get unique. Think of uh, name your baby like a SoundCloud rapper. <laughs> Just have your kid be named like Little Snoozy. Yeah, O2 Little Snoozy the the Jack with a sun emoji at the end. Uh sometimes you name uh historically people would be named after their professions. Yeah, so, so you get, get them your up. baby a job. <laughs> get your baby a job and then figure out what to name it. Or where they're from, like where they hail from. Mm-hmm. So you're so fly somewhere <laughs> cool and name your baby after where it's from. Have the baby there, like Sao Paulo. Ooh, Sao Paulo. Palo Brasil. It's so beautiful. Oh, this is this is my daughter, Argentina West. <laughs> or uh, you know, where the baby literally is, which is like womb. <laughs> womb West. Yeah. So my my child's name is Womb West. Of course you could name it Kanye, which would be very funny. Oh my god. That kid would love that. Like the, the idea of there being two Kanye Wests in the world is very funny to me. Um that is wild. Bill, you, you <laughs> Thanks, Johnny. You <laughs> <laughs> Just, mm. ah, wild that's wild stuff um you have to name your child kanye west now mm-hmm. i think that's it yeah i think we sort of hit the nail on the head there um or what is uh, kanye's other kid is is it north northwest so oh man so you could go <laughs> oh, do you want to get some beef with kanye going because you could name your kid another cardinal direction oh how about this name your kid south so it's southwest but make its middle name egg rolls <laughs> <laughs> Because the funny thing, the joke is it's Southwest Egg Rolls, but the name would be South Egg Rolls West. Also, there's no way that names are said where it would ever be correct. Because it'd be like West, South Egg Rolls. (laughs) (laughs) No one ever starts with the middle name anywhere. Yeah, so your kid would just be (laughs) the kid whose name has egg rolls in it. I see what your parents were trying to do, (laughs) but they really (laughs) fucked up the syntax on the joke. (laughs) Yeah, there's no even like uh, if you named your child egg roll. That's better. (laughs) Egg roll west. Egg roll south west. West egg roll south. So yeah, it would have to be your last name would have to be south. Yeah. So it'd be be west egg rolls south would be the best way to then get. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the biggest hole yeah <laughs> just chop guys how do we figure out how to make this name work well you know bill i feel like we've given you some options yeah i think uh egg roll south south egg roll <laughs> west south by southwest egg rolls south south by south oh south by west south by south by south south by south west. but by, by south looks kind of like bismuth <laughs> bismuth west yeah which i like that's it bismuth is a cool name actually i don't hate it yeah gem names are cool yeah a lot of cool gems out there uh name your child anthracite (laughs) (laughs) obsidian oh obsidian's a great name yeah uh go yeah go for go for a gem that's not a birthstone corn flour (laughs) not a a gem (laughs) corn starch (laughs) 
Um, this is my child, cornstarch. Or or you could court a company to sponsor your medical costs, and it's just uh, Pizza Roll West. Just Subway Presents. Subway Presents. <laughs> West. <laughs> the middle name is Presents. Presents, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Bill, any one of those would be good. Super Bowl 53 West. West. Hey, and, but, and the child has to be born at halftime oh on the field. On the 50-yard line. Yeah, while Katy Perry performs Roar. Your wife is like, I didn't want any of this. <laughs> Why was I not consulted on this decision? Why did you ask three random dudes on the internet to name our baby? And, <laughs> and one of them's not even there. And then it spiraled out of control into this mass spectacle where I'm going to give birth and probably poop um, on live tv but, but a gem name would be cool like, like a gemstone i think a gemstone name would be interesting yeah so find your favorite gemstone lapis lazuli <laughs> Ooh, ow opal <laughs> oh opal's a cute name opal's a very old school lady name i actually really love kind of old school like 1920s names because mm-hmm. we haven't heard them in a long time uh-huh just, Phyllis. Don't, just don't name your kid like jace with a y oh jacelyn like uh yeah, I love, there is that like sort of yuppie parent thing of like, well, I'm going to name my child Chris, but it's going to have 12 Ks. K-R-Y-S. And, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's just, there are certain names that like you hear that a kid's named it and you're like, oh, that kid's not vaccinated for anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that kid's going to get fucking smallpox. Yeah. Like if I, if I meet a Jacelyn, I'm sort of like, mm, I'm probably going to like stay away from you during cold and flu season. What's your name? Coriander? Mm, okay. You're, you're going to die from a disease. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, you have oh rickets at age three. Mm. <laughs> That's very impressive. Weird. I, d- I didn't get the rickets vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> rickets vaccine. <sighs> okay, um, let's move on to another question. Uh, Andrew Treglia asks: Is Tom single? <laughs> well, so unless something's changed in the past couple minutes since he texted me about what's happening on our show. I'm going to assume now. I think he's still married. I haven't checked, though. Tom has a beautiful wife and child. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they're too good for him. So. I don't think you'd get more married Yeah. than busting that baby out. <laughs> I busted out a baby. Oh, Just blah. I mean, at some point, you did. Yeah. And then your wife. That's why That's why birth is beautiful. Because it's the only time it's where, not. like... It's not. It's the grossest It's thing. the only time where you bust and your partner busts. <laughs> Everybody busting. Like you bust the baby, and then, then they bust a baby. They bust the baby, and then you got a baby that comes out, and then you, the work begins. It's the most, <laughs> the most equalizing act. It's not even close, though. <laughs> <laughs> She's doing a lot more work than you. Okay, but like as as a person, though, you're just like, man, I I fucking shoot babies on my body all the time as a man. Mm-hmm. just whenever well potential babies potential babies yeah. right men never shoot babies we shoot potential babies yeah and then you're like yo alley you to my loving wife and she shoots out a real <laughs> and baby and she's gonna shack dunk this <laughs> thing oh, dude, from downtown <laughs> <laughs> then nba jam operating room yeah the baby comes out on fire yes <laughs> um but no, you're right. Birthing is horrible. <laughs> it is. Did you ever um did you ever watch that video um The Miracle of Life in no. school? I, I'm sure I did at some point. Uh it's this sex ed video that's like it's very informational and it's very sterile. Sure. And it's just like I think like this lady explaining, you know, showing the diagram of the penis and the and how the, to use a diaphragm. Uh no. <laughs> it doesn't say anything about birth control. <laughs> Welcome to the South. Uh and like everything's going perfectly normal and they get to like and then a baby is born and it just hard cuts to a full on black and white shot oh, of no. a woman's pelvis as a baby crowns out of it Blah. and then like explodes out with a gallon and a half of fluid Blah. onto the table and everybody is sitting in their seats just mouths agape because yeah. they're, they're, you did not see this coming. And then the mother um, the mother uh, feeds feasts on the afterbirth because she's low on energy and protein from the the uh, labor yeah and the awesome. nurses are all like now nobody touch this baby because the mom will eat it if you do <laughs> yeah if the scent is no longer hers she'll eat it in the first 24 hours because she'll consider it to be a threat yeah that's the video i saw <laughs> that's i mean <laughs> where, i don't know what you guys were the mom on? eats the afterbirth uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> what that's not normal those um, mm, placenta God, yeah. Uh, I oh, also, Bill. If you're looking for a nice name for your daughter, placenta, placenta. is a very feminine uh, tone. Well, it has it ends with an A? Mm-hmm. So by Latino standards, yes, it's immediately feminine. <laughs> the, the male placento. 
<laughs> oh, my son's come out with his placento. <laughs> it is intact. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh, what a perfect placento. Placento. Uh, a healthy nino. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, no, birthing's terrible. It still has a pretty high, uh, like, uh, uh, mortality rate, doesn't it? I don't know. It's I a, honestly don't know. I that. think it kills people. I'm sure it does somewhere. In a lot of countries that don't have modern medicine, I'm sure. Yeah, it's uh, like and even here in America. Humans evolved weird. Actually, I think America's like birth uh, mortality rate is pretty bad. It's not great. Um, more, I, I know that it's more than it should be. Hard hitting facts. <laughs> Welcome to the no spin zone. Well, maybe if there is preventative medicine happening, if we had universal <laughs> Ruben, healthcare. Ruben, calm down. No, I am upset. <laughs> I have to go into my Alex Jones voice <laughs> and start. Just imagine a, a, a like a socialist version of Alex Jones. Yeah. <laughs> these frogs need healthcare. <laughs> we should be helping them. Help these frogs. Um, uh, please buy my products, which are <laughs> all for chair. Amazon Smile, all of them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so no, like Tom's, not, Tom's, not, yeah, not, Tom's single. not single. Not single. Uh, let's go to, ooh, this is a good question. Oh, but Ruben. if he was. Ruben, this is a good one. If Tom was single. Uh, oh, <laughs> man, I'd go nuts on that guy. <laughs> He's just so good. Ugh. I'm still thinking about childbirth, and it's the worst fucking thing. Yeah, well, let me get your mind off of it. With yeah, the, cleanse my palate. This is like the birth of our children. Um, Spencer to- uh, Toet is asking, what episode you've recorded so far is your favorite, and why? Oh, boy. I'm going to look at an episode list because th- we, we're at like 70-something now. It's true, but there's a few that jump off uh, the top of my head immediately. Like, I have such fond memories of Dunk Shots 2 <laughs> above the rim. Dunk Shots 2 is great. I honestly... I feel like Dunk Shots 2 was the first one that we realized how absolutely Absolutely insane we could go i do think uh so for some like actual uh const- like behind the curtain i think that we definitely the first couple months of this show had a hard time we struggled a little bit i think with the balance between making a narrative co- like a narratively cohesive film and also a fun film i feel yeah i feel like we were so much more uh concerned with the narrative that we forgot to have fun a lot of the time yeah and and like it, it shows because those movies are much better <laughs> much better story well and i think it went i think it went both ways too i think that we we would we would basically falter to one side or, or the other um and i think what i noticed is um as we've gone on I think movies have gotten more ridiculous because we've developed the capability to bring it back from the brink. We've developed the capabilities. Yeah, we've become stronger, smarter. Um, yeah, no, I really do think uh, at, at this point, we haven't had to throw away an episode in a long, a long time. No, and in fact, there are only two. There are only two, and we have released them both. Yes, they were in, cutting uh, room in their uh, uh, partialness. Yeah. There was Dark Dennis Clue Hole. <laughs> And the something, something, something. And, and then there was Balls, Balls Falls, Falls, Ontario. Yep. Those are the only two that we've ever straight up bailed on. Yeah, we were just like, fuck, this is this is just gone. And both those were were pretty early in uh, in the recording process for the show. Yeah, I still, I have a, there's a few of those early ones that I have such a soft spot for, like By Hard is so good. Bloop, bloop, the, uh, the special terrestrial. By Hard's really fantastic. Blimp Cops. Blimp Fantastic. <laughs> God, Blim- I mean, how the Grundle Dumper stole Earth Day. Time Spies was good. The God, every, everything we do is incredible. Truly, truly, I would say um, episodes. Uh, let's see if I count real quick here. Somewhere episodes like mm, twelve to twenty-four is truly the golden age of Ed Tom and <laughs> We should have quit a long time ago. I mean, but there is a good. We're basically the Simpsons at this point. Like you go like. <laughs> Oh man, like, you know, the first couple are a little rough and then they're incredible for like 20 episodes and then it all went to hell. Um I do th- Tempered Steel might be too my many favorite. Lisa episodes. Too many Lisa on this podcast. Too many. Uh, I think Tempered Steel might still be my favorite with special guest Mark Kendall. You know what I'm going to do is sort of answer th- I I think overall um my my favorite one all told is probably still either Dunk Shots 2 or Blimp Cops. Um, here's here's the question. What is an episode that, looking back, you're like, I don't really even remember anything about that one? Because I remember most of them pretty well, but as I'm looking through the episode list right here, A Fistful of Peppers strikes me as one that I barely remember. It was that Western one. It was a Western, and there was chili involved. It was fine. There was a, a gang called the Jiggly Boys. <laughs> Uh, if I recall. Which one what was high pressure? What was high pressure? About? High pressure was uh, our day after tomorrow. Oh, okay. 
Uh, I remember nothing from with that the one. weatherman that had to save the world. Uh, Darling robot, too much. I loved the. I felt was one that I don't really. Nothing stood oh, out. Oh yeah, that one. That one. We came away from going like that was a movie. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you make a thing and you're like that, that is product. The cubicle was a really fun one. I just remembered. Oh man, when everybody has sex with those fish. <laughs> yes. And it's uh, wonderful. I believe the phrase "a donut made of zebra meat" makes. Uh, uh, an appearance in that episode camp tinderheart was very like moving and fun mm-hmm. yeah i remember that that had uh bikers and sex tubes uh let's see um ooh, let's see uh twix paid us to make a movie i still think is is a very <laughs> it's a slow burn episode oh and if we're doing superlatives we do know which one is the biggest disaster that's still somehow pulled out of the dive oh um fuck this tanks on stilts it's desert awakenings yeah, desert, <laughs> desert awakenings is a fucking mess it's the first half is all like us trying to do like a, a real war movie and it's like going and going and going and then all of a sudden general rob gronkowski shows up and everything <laughs> just flips upside down and it becomes the most ridiculous sports film of all time and that's what i mean because i think in the past desert awakenings we would have just been like fuck and bailed because i remember recording that like um having like an internal frustration of just like ah, like we're just not clicking we're not figuring this out like how do we fix this um and previously that would i think would be a, a point where we'd we'd bail um and instead of bailing we were just like nope let's just fucking lean into something mm-hmm. which is what you do in improv if i mean you just have to lean into something um and that was general rob gronkowski <laughs> Yeah, that's sort of like a way that we, it's almost a, a, a rule that we've never set out loud, but sort of like imposed on ourselves is we don't allow dead air to think of anything. Like mm-hmm. we have to be talking all the time. Yep. Um, so yeah. If you listen to episodes, they're not really, um, uh, they're the, barely the, edited. The la- Yeah. The lack of, the lack of dead air. Sometimes we'll edit if we're like, oh, maybe that joke was like too far or mm-hmm. which just happens very rarely. Or um, if, you know, if uh, someone uses the elevator or something or walks in the room and it makes noise. But for the most part, um, there's almost never dead air between anything that we do uh, at all, which is wild. Yeah. And that's how that's how the thing keeps moving. Um, Spencer has another question, which is, and this could be contentious. Who is your favorite guest that we've had? Um, I will say, I mean, obviously, everybody has their own style and their, yeah. and their merits. I'm going to be very selfish and say, uh, because I just re-listened to this one the other day, uh, I think the Zoomies with Perry is yeah. one of the better guest episodes we've had. Yeah. Um, just because she's so insane mm-hmm. uh, in that episode. But, uh, you know, I'm rather biased in that direction because she's my girlfriend. Um, yeah. Well, no, we, and that's the thing we've talked about is... Um, our our speed or our um sort of vibe with me and tom because we've been working together for so long is we're incredibly fast and i think if you're a guest on the show it's um daunting to to get in there. because we're so incredible not because we're it's, inc- it's just so intimidating it's intimidating to be around us um it's intimidating because we won't shut up yeah. um <laughs> so you really have to uh to like kind of jam yourself in there and i think uh perry knows all of us quite well and is also just not uh shy about in her performance mm-hmm. uh, uh is not shy about uh putting herself in uh, if she has a good idea mm-hmm. um and so i think that made for like one of the most cohesive guest episodes. But sometimes when we have guests who are completely different from us, that also really works. Right? I really, so like when we have mm-hmm. Mark on, yeah, I really appreciate Mark Kendall episodes. Yeah. Mark is so different from us. He's so quiet and like, so not, uh, like fast in the way that we are but his uh, he's got a lot more range <laughs> he's got dynamics and we are just like on 11 at all times he's truly talented yeah um versus us um yeah, we, it, we are faking it until we make it <laughs> and what i love about mark is that when he does come in it's like surgical precision like yeah. if he's gonna say something it's very, it's gonna very matter. good yeah um versus us kind of just throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks yeah um, and it's sort of the same way um when we've had amber or megan like yes. they're both as well like really paying attention and like mm-hmm. do Doing good work instead of just blaring out shit. Yeah, and then uh, Horgan is great. I like Horgan as well. Horgan's great. Nascat was was a joy. Um, oh, Nascat! And, I, why uh, did I not put that on my list of favorite episodes? Nascat's such a fun mess. Um, 
Yeah, and, and honestly, I've missed a lot of our guests because frequently um, it's usually me who, who has something going on. Yeah, Ruben. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I have a lot going on in my life and I get sick sometimes. It's a lot. Um, and my back's real bad. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so there's there's guests I haven't had a chance to uh, uh, perform with yet and I would love to. Hmm. Well, we'll get we'll get you on that, Ruby. Ruby Tuesday. Uh, all right. Ooh, how about this? Uh, if you... <laughs> I'm going to go back to... Actually, hold on. Let me go to somebody who we haven't used their uh, question yet. Uh, oh, Shannon Patricia Lane Kennedy, uh, SPK. Oh, I love that girl. Old school fan of Your Welcome Hollywood, uh, asks uh, a few things. Do you throw away titles or just keep adding them to one long list? Um, why don't you make fake commercials or trailers before the movie too? And what's the worst title you've ever gotten? Um, we do keep a list of titles... I think generally what we do is when we get all of our submissions, we go through and find the ones that we think we can do something with because there's a lot that are like, you've heard me jokingly complain about it a bunch is like, there's a bunch that are punny or they're jokes um, and they're cute titles. Like they'd be good names for bar trivia teams. But like when we are like, can we talk about this for an hour and actually tell a story? It's just like, ah, that one doesn't do it for us yeah and i know that we we jokingly complain about it but <laughs> it is in the sense where it's like i think some of our favorite titles are just like sometimes it is like a generally funny sounding title but i think when it's stuff that sounds like it could be an actual movie title or an actual movie title but there's something slightly weird about it yeah um when it's a joke it's like uh, and this is actually if if you guys are, are uh, if you're listening to this i'm sure you're interested in, in comedy and improv uh one of the things we tend to teach people is like Making jokes tends to not be the the funny thing in performance because the joke is it's the honest thing. Yeah, because the the joke is funny, but then you don't really have anywhere to go from it because the joke is sort of its own little package of that was it. Here's a setup punchline done. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they tend to be less inspiring as suggestions. Yeah, Um, and so we do keep a list. We keep a list of the ones that we've seen that we're like, oh, that's great, and then we uh, put it all in a document so that when we're gonna record, we can go back to that. Or if we've had a list for a really long time that's when we'll put out a new call for titles just because like we'll have some that we see and we're like, that's great. We should do that at some point. And then like weeks later, we're like, I still don't know what we could do with that. Yeah. I mean, we'll uh, usually Tom will read out all the ones that um, are given. If anything catches any of your interest, we'll be like, Oh, that one we will write it down. And then out of probably 20, that Mm -hmm. would be, that would get to that like second phase of the process. I would say we usually make five of those before we get a new, list yeah like we've got one sitting on the list right now i'm thinking of called um it's one that we've been trying to figure out what to do with this for months it's called man that sabotage sure is big freddie boyd i think from freddie yeah and it's like that is such a great title but i have no idea what kind of movie it would be yeah like i have i have a star next to trash boy (laughs) right now because i just love that title yeah, there's just we get so many great ones. Um, so yeah, that's you know that's sort of what we do. We we put them away and then come back to look at them uh, later. Do, why don't we do fake commercials or trailers? We have talked about that. Yeah, we have. We talked about maybe doing um, cutting a trailer or something like that for uh, a movie or two. Uh, the honest answer is it, we just don't have the time. To, and, like that's a lot of editing. Yeah, I mean if you, if you uh, if you've been. Uh, listening to Ed, Tom, and Ruben content for a long time. Oh, content. You, you, you gotta might, get that content. Gotta get those clicks. Oh. Um, every, you don't even make things anymore. It's just content. Oh, it's, everything you do must be content. Give me that content. How do I monetize my funny? Monetize my content. Uh, um, uh, we had a podcast called Super Basement. Welcome to Super Basement. Welcome yeah. to Super Basement. Um, and uh, the reason why that was non-sustainable is because we wanted to make something like polished and highly it produced. was a radio play it was a radio uh, play yeah and it would take me 16 hours to <laughs> edit one episode of it which way episodes i came out very rarely yeah, it was like once a month we'd do a super basement they were fun i loved doing it and super basement had uh fake ads and commercials and stuff in it as well as, as well as rap, rap songs. songs yeah we would we would freestyle rap songs in fact if you go back in the Eurocom hollywood archive you'll see once while we were on break we posted one episode of welcome to super basement i think war got it's called war um an and i'm point. sure when we need to we might pull other ones over time yeah there were 10 there were 10 episodes of Welcome to Super Basement. Yes. So maybe we'll f- we'll figure out a way to get those and on the feed. And there's a couple unreleased, too. Um, that's true. Oh, man. There are a couple that are recorded but not edited. Yes. That, and that, I believe that... they're on a computer that no longer works. No. So they may be lost to... Uh, 
to the annals of time. No, the one where I drank all that horse milk. <laughs> yeah, where you drank the horse milk from the the male horse wieners. Yeah, and it was sloshing around in your tummy. Like it a, was very gross. It was very gross. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay, so we also have uh, this one from Mark Deans, which this is a really nice compliment at the beginning. It says, you delectable schmucks have a really good chemistry when you do this podcast. Well, it starts off with him being mean, though. That's <laughs> You're calling us delectable schmucks. Well, no, delectable is a good thing. Yeah, but schmucks ain't. Schmuck, yeah, I guess, you know, it's a it's sort of a, a, a playful ribbing. Nah, I'm just joshing. A term of endorphment. Oh, endorphins. Yeah. Um, but when did you realize that you clicked the way you do? Um, so I think it's been like an evolution, the whole Ed, Tom and Ruben brand, right? Like something you might not know if you are like, uh, if you haven't known us super long or uh, listened to, listen to, or watched like all those stuff we've made over the years is like, we've been, we've been slowly developing as a group I for mean, a long time. We've been improvising together for 14 years. Something like that. Yeah. Um, because we all came up through the same, we all came up through the class system, uh, the class system at the same time at Dad's Garage, um, and we. I've known Ed since uh, I was eighteen, since we were freshmen True. in college. So like we've always done stuff together, but I feel like the the style that became Your Welcome Hollywood is only a few years old. Like it took us a while to figure out what the what the voice was and what the chemistry was, and mm-hmm. I think what we figured out was that we all like to. Um, try and try and manifest the most insane of our desires and have the other two people to sort of like keep you from flying too close to the sun. Yeah, I think that's I think that's true. I think there's a lot of um uh, manic energy and and sometimes like the surrealness that happens in our shows is because we're allowing each other to take those risks and ultimately always here to be like Cool. If you're gonna if you're gonna be on that that train of just kind of having fun and going that direction, we'll be here to like help rein it in and like make it cohesive. It makes sense. And we all really tend to trade off on who's doing that um, uh, at any given point in an episode. Yeah, I think we all just went. We we all realized how much we like absurd things. Yes, and that yeah. sort of like developed into into this thing. Like before, I feel like we were trying to be more traditional. Yeah. Um, and it just didn't get crazy enough. So yeah, it's it's been it's been a long process. And for anybody who's like, obviously we're not um, sages of comedy or anything like that. But like, if you're a person who does things and is like wondering about you know how you develop as as a maker of stuff, like God, we've had what a dead podcast, a, two dead podcasts before this one. Uh, we had brown baggin' as a podcast, and then we had as a, as a vlog, and it was a vlog as well, where we would eat lunch and uh, riff every day. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is still on YouTube. It's still on YouTube. You can watch brown baggin' on YouTube. Have a couple sketches on there as well. There's, we did sketch. We had uh, we've had various live shows and formats and stuff that we've done. So like it, it's you don't just figure out the thing. I think it's incredibly important that makes you good at it, even if it sucks to just constantly be creating stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think even like you're Ed, you were saying like the you're welcome Hollywood style that we're at at this point. Um, I think it's true to what we've always wanted to do, but for so many years early we on, we did not have that, the ability to do so. Yeah. Like we wanted to do this thing and we just didn't have the, the experience to do it well. Um, and it would be, it would become incredibly, uh, uh, again, incredibly insular, like very, very inside baseball, mm-hmm. very unapproachable. Um, so much so that I remember doing. I mean, that's what Super Basement was. <laughs> oh, Super Basement was Com- completely inaccessible. If you really like Ed Tom Rubin comedy, like really like our style, <laughs> if you comedy, really like our style, you, you might, might like, like Super, Super Basement. basement but... Um, if you're like, this is a fun podcast. It, it, <laughs> the 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 conception of it was it was Pee Wee's Playhouse but underground and in a massive uh, underground like tunnel network that contained every possible thing in the universe. Just a nasty fucking mess. Um, but I remember very early on we did a we were doing an improv show at the Earl uh, Catch Twenty Two. E- e- 23 23 sorry yeah 22 is the book um, and the ska band and I remember us doing I remember us doing a uh, a set. And our AD, uh, Kevin Galise, this was like maybe a couple years after he had come down from Canada to be our AD. I remember him watching the set and we asked him uh, after the show what he thought about it. And he was, it was something along the lines of like, I don't really care for what you guys were doing up there. 
<laughs> like, and it was such a like just a genuine, honest note of like, yeah, I didn't really. Enjoy I did not what like you guys that. did. Um, and now he books us on shit all the time. So yeah, so we turned him around. And I remember thinking at the time, it was just like, ah, I, yeah, he just doesn't get. I think what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, and then over time, being like, oh, he was right. He was correct. We were bad. So I think maintaining your voice is important, but also being open to criticism and taking it to heart and um, continuing to do stuff so you refine it. Because the show that if you ever come see a live show, you'll right now, at least, you'll probably see us do uh, Theater of the Mind, mm-hmm. which is a show that could have never existed. We're going back to our roots of inaccessibility. <laughs> but, but we figured out a way to wrap it in... Um, enough artifice we wrap it in enough artifice that i think the audience knows exactly what they're getting into yep and they accept the ridiculousness as opposed to before it was like here's a regular improv show and then it was not Mm -hmm. um all right let's let's just rapid fire a a couple of last ones because we're almost out of time here um so how about this um do you have any problems lots of them i got a lot of drugs for them (laughs) uh who would you have on the show as a guest if you had the choice they have to be alive I think, uh, you know, there's a bunch of folks out in the podcast world that would be really fun. Um, honestly, I would love to get um, like a comedy, a comedy screenwriter and see what that's like. like yeah. Maybe grab. Um, God, who's who's like, you know what? I want uh, I want the guy who wrote Cabin in the Woods. That's not Joss Whedon. I want the <laughs> other guy. I would take um, uh, like Lord and Miller. I've always enjoyed all of their comedy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ob- obviously, I mean, if you can get a McElroy on your podcast, that's actually that's like the pot of gold. That was going to be the next. If we could get any of the McElroy brothers. Yeah. Um, Justin, you're not doing anything. Get down here. <laughs> Justin, you just had another baby. <laughs> you're not doing anything. Actually, all of you now have young babies. <laughs> just pr- cranking out uh, Mackle babies. Probably like six ep- podcasts a week. Yep. Touring a uh, graphic novel. Um, you guys got time. But come here. Come, come to your welcome Hollywood. I mean, we've been like hashtag blessed um, to have yeah. Colin Mockery. Um, oh, Colin was so he's and he's been on twice, right? I've or, missed both times. Mm, yep. I was in Japan for one of them and DC for the other. I think mm. so. Well, you know that's sometimes it's a blessing when you go. It is because well, it gives us space to bring Colin. <laughs> it's this weird thing. Whenever Ruben's gone, we get like a really cool celebrity. That's strange. Ruben, it's just so. Just, like how about you go on vacation? Coincidence. I mean, I'm going again in April. And I think Colin is coming to town in April. <laughs> All right, great. I swear to God, if I'm in Japan again when Colin's here, <laughs> um, the, the so allure yeah. of the anime figures is too strong. It's just, I got to go over there and restock. Um, I would love a like um, Hassan Minaj. I would love on the mm. show. He's just I love his voice. Uh, okay, I think it's just a great, great. Uh, you know, comic. you know who I think would be great at this podcast that we could never get. Uh, Jason Manzukas. I feel like he'd be oh my incredible yes. at your welcome. Home. Holy fuck! Honestly, anyone from the Good Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's her name? Who plays? Um, oh, who's the the not robot lady? The AI Jane. Uh, Jane. I for, I forget who the yes. actress is. But. Uh, anyone from that show? Because everyone yeah. on that show is brilliant. But Jason <laughs> Manzukas would be clutch. Yeah, I can imagine that being a very interesting podcast. If you wanted to see this show spiral completely out of control, <laughs> yeah, get uh, Manzukas down here, or um, uh, Ben Schwartz. Oh yeah, he'd be great. He would also be another probably spiral out of control. Uh, but really fun. Yeah. Guys. If you're a wacky person and want to come hang out with us, please let us know. If you know any of these people. <laughs> um, and here's the last one, Ruben. And I, I like this one a lot. If you had to be publicly devoured by any large animal, which animal would you choose and where would you want it to occur? Oh, man. That's a good <laughs> question. Who, who was that? That one is from Kaylin Louise. Damn, Kaylin. Uh, that's a great question. That is a great question. Uh Got publicly devoured by any large animal. Oh, getting into vor. Now finally. it says any. It says any large animal. So I'm going to assume that means I can take any size animal and make it giant. <laughs> That's not what that sentence means. It says any large animal. Yeah, my brain not any, <laughs> not any real large. Well, animal. My brain thinks existing large animals. No, I'm thinking I have a reverse shrink ray. Oh, okay, and I can be publicly eaten by what is usually a very small animal, yeah. but it's very big because <laughs> I want it to look like I mean, honey, I shrunk the kids, <laughs> but there's a much worse outcome for the kids. Except this is honey, I reverse the shrink ray, and I'm living up my vor porn fantasy. Yeah, honey, I grew the rabbit. <laughs> and it's gonna swallow me whole, and I will be aroused by. I'm it. trying to think like if I could if I could do that with an animal, what would I pick? And you know what, bunny rabbit is pretty good because it's very cute. Oh, so cute! Little yeah. whiskers would be hitting you the whole way down. Yeah, um, little faces, little noses. So that would be pretty great, just to be eaten by something very cute. Now it does it 
it says publicly devoured, so I don't think it swallows you whole. I feel like you get eviscerated and shit. Uh, That changes my answer. Yeah, because you want to like... Be in agony. You want to... Well, or does devour just mean... Would it be cool to just be like... uh, eaten by a whale or something well that's what i was gonna say is i would love to um this is a very intricate Though being eaten by a whale would suck because you get swallowed by the whale and then you just drown in its stomach so this was the question like that in I, the dark this is the thing i wanted to know is like i would want to be like hung from some sort of uh uh like a crane okay um, like by your wrists just like just just enough so that if the whale was gonna eat me he would beach himself doing it Right. Like, I don't want him back in the water. I want him on land. And then I want to... <laughs> so, wait. We've got a beach. We're about 30 feet inland. Oh. We have, like... We find a very small sandbar right next to where the uh, the, the shelf, the continental shelf drops uh-huh. off. Yeah. Okay. Whale jumps out of the water, eats me whole. But, he's, but he stays on the beach. But he stays on the beach. And then you fucking Kool-Aid man out of his stomach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just because I do, like... I know I could probably look up a video, but I'm like, I do want to explore inside of a whale and look around in there yeah I, I just want to wear a little miner's cap when he does it it's true this question does not say that we have to be killed it says publicly devoured by a large animal so Dude, i would get, get swallowed, swallowed by a whale, whale while holding a machete his, i would hack his brain and take over the whole whale <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and i'd pilot him like that raider in battlestar galactica it's like pacific rim when, Star, when starbuck realized it had a brain <laughs> and wired it up to herself god and then i would call the other whales and then stage a, resolu- a revolution and a resolution to humans. <laughs> to a bunch of, like whale Congress <laughs> banging a big seashell gavel. Uh, so there's your answer, uh, Kaylin. Devoured by a whale while holding a machete. Uh, Hack its brain. Spend some free time inside becoming the whale. Uh, put like a nice like, I don't know, 2-1 in there. Yeah, live your life as a whale. Take a wife. <laughs> Take a whale wife. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have a whale child. Uh, and then... Grow uh, old. <laughs> grow old as a whale this is the first 10 minutes of a pixar film yes and then as soon as your whale body's gonna die you cut your way out oh and take over a new host uh i don't know there's something there's something about my whale body dying and being uh being part of a whale fall which if you haven't looked those up they're cool as shit what is it so a whale fall is when a large whale dies and basically its dead body go into the ocean floor it creates like a massive food ecosystem for all of the creatures on the way down i can imagine it's incredibly like it's just incredibly interesting hmm. all right so uh <laughs> google that <laughs> google guys uh aquatics are cool fucking check it out marine biology rad it, oh man they got fish that look like stars oceanographers are the new rock stars and fish that look like horses <laughs> and they hold the babies the men do <laughs> it's so weird yeah <laughs> um all right well that's about all the time we got thank you guys for uh tuning into this very self-indulgent episode of your welcome hollywood yeah i hope that uh this was interesting at all uh <laughs> and we will uh we'll be back with tom next week and everything will episode. be fine yeah and every guys everything's gonna be all right yeah when things seem their darkest that's when the dawn is approaching unless the moon is blown up in which case or the sun i guess you know what? Either one. I think losing either one would be bad. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is <laughs> that's it for your welcome Hollywood this week. My name is Ed, and I'm Ruben. We'll put Tom in later, and have a great day. Bye. This has been your welcome Hollywood with Ed, Tom, and Ruben. For more, go to Ed, Tom, and Ruben.